He is I, now it's him, the play runner, Big Mike, Mr. Straight Lace, no chase. Straight like that. You know the new moniker? The king of the monsters, man, Godzilla. No acts, no gimmicks. Man, um, y'all already know what it is. Straight Lace, no chase. Raw nut cut. This is a podcast. The last podcast was about the introduction of me and my life. This podcast, we're going to get a subject uh, growing up in the 80s, prison, the struggles of young black men in that era, up to this era, and how different I have changed coming up in a real hard era, growing up young black in America. Also that, let me introduce somebody. I got a special guest tonight, somebody that um, I hold at a high respect that has grown up similar to me. We have family ties uh, from where he come from and my father was from and always been a solid individual and a black man. Playing silver. Brought my homie KB to the table, man. What's happening, folks? What's happening? What's happening? Man, some more of it, man. You know, it's always a treat when players meet. That's right. Yeah. Slow, so, slow. Yeah, <laughs> man. No news is good news. So, man, um, it cracked right off on the, um, this podcast. I'm 45 years old, and uh, I let my homie disclose his age. But um, we come up in a similar timeline, man. And uh, the crack era, that's what that's what I like to call it. You know, not that I like to call it. That's just what's plain and simple, man. It was. That's what it was. That's what it was. You know, I'm, I'm a 73, baby. You know, and uh, I'm a 78, baby. See? So it's similar. We both come off the porch at the same time and uh, seen a lot of things. So... You know, it's way different now of how these blacks um, are being raised because there's a lot more opportunities. You know, uh, I remember when I was coming up, like, no bullshit, man. I went from breakdancing to gangbanging. You know, um, used to be shunned about playing sports and being good in sports or being a smart yardie. You know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, these cats now, um, the decisions I made with the um, – God-given common sense, which is not God-given my parents, I still want a crooked path because I was seeing different things I wanted, you know? Yeah, we all do. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a trip. When I was in when I was in junior high and seeing cats come through in um, Monte Carlos, the Troop Fence, you know what I'm saying? The Cox yeah. Fence, you know what I'm saying? The Adidas, yeah, you know? Theodora, yeah, you know? Um, yeah. When I used to see my homies um, buying their own school clothes, you wanted to do that, you know? Oh, yeah. I had some homies that didn't have, um, you know, at one time I was in a two-parent home, but, I, you know, we had homies that had grandmothers. Yeah. You know, that didn't, wasn't blessed to have two parents, so. Yeah. Um, the reason I bring KB to the table because he can always have an insight on his side. Tell me a little bit where you from, homeboy, and um, your experience coming up in the 80s. Well, you know, growing up in the 80s, it was rough. I seen it all. I seen death at an early age. I, you know, I seen death at an early age, too early for for TV. They weren't even televising it at this time, you know. So it molded me in a way that this generation is not nowhere near molded, like, you know. And uh, I, I grew up for a little bit in L.A., 63rd and 10th Ave., you know, the heart of 6-0 hood. I got family from there, and I watched it. I seen it, you know. So my mama got me up out of there quick. You know, she she worked hard day and night to get us up out of there. She was an expiring actor, you know, and 
she's still trying to do her thing. But she got us up out of there. She married a truck driver, you know what I'm saying? And he helped get us up out of there. He was a great dad. He was a great pops. You know, was in my life from the age of four all the way in through now. You know, he's still around, you know. But uh, I moved to San Bernardino in the, in the mid-80s, mid to late 80s. And that wasn't really no different. <laughs> wasn't no different. The world is a ghetto. It's a ghetto. You know what I'm saying? And the government know how to set them up. You know what I mean? We just products of those, those areas. You know, so. Coming up, I had a two-parent home. Like my boy say, yeah, you know, he came up in a two-parent home. But that really don't affect it, it, it has an effect on us, but at the same time, we growing up to be our own people, be our own men. And there's pressure when you come outside. Yeah, exactly. That's what these kids ain't understanding now. You know, the pressure now is who who got something on, on, on a chronic bag since it's legal. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, You know, th- there ain't no pressure when you come outside right now. Now, they don't understand the pressure we had when you come outside. We had to come outside. Yeah. It was like the yard. It's yard time. Yeah, yard time. You couldn't come off the porch unless you know how to fight. Yeah. yeah, somebody was gonna test you for sure. Your family first too. You know? Not to cut my boy off, I just got in tune with it, man. Yeah. You know, he from San Bernardino, and uh, my daddy's side from Pico Street. You know, uh, I got hella cousins, and they gonna tell you, you not coming outside playing unless you know <laughs> you with the activities. And then if you go inside crying, your granny about to see you. Like, I ain't trying to hear Send that cry. Right you better outside. take your ass outside. <laughs> yeah, deal with it. Well, tell them, um, because they already know about me. Tell them about the, uh, um, your change and what um, had ended you up in the clutches of uh, CDC. Because he is different for everybody. Everybody got a different story. Yeah. This is where I, this is where I say having a two-parent home really doesn't affect you in certain ways because I had a two-parent home. I came from a two-parent home, and they weren't at home, though. They were trying to provide. My mom, like I said, she was an aspiring actress, and she was out trying to do her thing. She also worked at the DMV for 20 years, you know, and Pops was out on the road providing. So, like my boy said, we was outside. The streets, the concrete raised us, you know what I mean? So, I had to get it. I had to get it because moms didn't have it for me like I I thought I needed it, you know what I mean? Like I seen my homies with junior high school driving to school already I needed that so I had to get it so I started picking up a sack started off selling weed you know what I'm saying and they escalated but the you know the government they watch you because they the one giving it to us they supplying us so they watching they waiting for us to turn 18 so they can handcuff us as soon as we get grown you know what I mean and that's what happened a lot of my folks from San Bernardino don't even realize where I disappeared to. You know what I mean? I was locked up. I didn't desert y'all. I was locked up. A lot of y'all don't know that. I was behind them walls. And I had heard a few times, man, when, like, a lot of people didn't understand my break from stocks in the San Luis Obispo. Them been my two homes. I done ran to homies that I went to John Marshall with and Edison with and be like, damn, homie, we thought you was dead. No, I wasn't dead. I was behind them stoops, <laughs> walking them laps. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> well, yeah, I was talking to a homie the other night, and I told him about the stretch I did, and he was like, 
that's where he was at? He was like, I just thought you up and bounced. You know what I mean? Like, nah. I was gone. For real, for real. Yeah. You know, you know. I've never, um, when I have a guest on here, man, uh, you know, everybody ain't comfortable putting their business out there. So don't listen and think anything being hidden. Um, more so, I'm respecting my homies. So when I ask them a question, you know, I'm really checking the temperature. Just because I'm so more for living my life with an open book, everybody not like that. But why that man is sitting next to me is the judge of the character and to have a different insight of from his words, you know, um, to be two similar people, <clears throat> but also to be on two different sides of affiliation. It don't mean nothing. You know, um, <clears throat> to come from the same background and to feel that same pain, when you look at that man in the eyes, a lot of things don't have to be said. And that's where I've always been with, with this man right here. You know, um, this topic is really going to end up, not to fast forward it, to show you, because it's a major change in us. So we're going to gear you up with what we come to in the pain to the fore. Because um, even the way we live, like I've seen this man post pictures of his mother and plans to his stepfather, right? Um, I hold a burden about my past. Like I always tell y'all, man, um, I ain't nothing I'm proud about, but ain't no regrets. Right. None at all. I did what I did. Just like I say what I say, and I mean what I say, I did what I did. So what I did with um, but it comes a time as how your mama feel about it, you know. Um, I'm grown now. Yeah, yeah. That's what we talking about, you know. Um, definitely. Yeah, I've had to apologize to my mother many a times that it wasn't her fault, and I was blessed to tell my daddy, Big Mike, that before he went on to glory. So when we speak on these topics, I don't. What I'm trying to get across right now is nothing's being glorified, but um, a thin line, no, a broad and bold line. Is being drawn as in what you guys have in front of you now and what we went through and overcame. <clears throat> you know, when you hear a lot of pain in both of our voice, it still doesn't um, define the men we are today, having kids. You know what I'm but it's also to open your eyes and think with a clear mind of what you have in front of you now and what you're doing. Because you, know? you could have you came from the era we came from. I know some good, good cats, bro. They ain't never coming home. Yeah. They ain't never coming home because of the product of their environment. Because the pressure of not having and wanting, but then turned into a whole different monster. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's a lot to talk about, man. And I'll be looking at this time and this time and stuff. I got hella time to tell you, man. So, so, my, like, the crack era was something else, man. Because we can get even deeper with it. It's, it's, a, it's a systematic thing. A lot of people don't know when we were hustling out there, you know what I'm saying? Or cats that was hustling on high level. Because I'm you know, i I'm not even going to bullshit. I was never no hustler like that. I'm a stick-up kid. Everybody that know me know I'm a stick-up kid, right? <laughs> an old-school counter hopper, man. But the cats that did get caught out what we call the crack era, man, um, cocaine was a rich man's um, high. You know, uh, free oh, basing, yeah, free basing, uh, you had to have money. You know, if you ever watch that movie, Jojo Dancer, Your Life is Calling, Richard Pryor's Story, mm -hmm. you had to have money. Black people weren't getting high. We had just came out on the heroin epidemic. See, that's not what they not knowing. In every ghetto, there was an epidemic place in that ghetto. So after heroin, you know what I'm saying, here come crack cocaine. Yeah. yeah, because cocaine been around, man, 1800s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, powder cocaine, you had to be rich. 
medicinal. Yeah, the freebase, you know what I'm saying, was some whole other thing that nobody knew, but they don't know about, like, that crack cocaine. So that error, it had put a cold twist, and especially where he's already illustrated where he came, he came from, to grow up right there on the dime, and then off to San Bernardino, the original 714. A lot of people don't know, San Bernardino is the biggest county in the state of California. County. In the United States. Yeah. See, I didn't even know that. I because you know I know about where we from, Cal. Yeah. It's the biggest county right here in Cali. So, you know, uh, you can't go that far from LA and not be like yeah. LA. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, even though no disrespect, because I know he feel like him. Yeah, I'm not from LA, but we are all in it. Right. Oh, that's San Bernardino, but you know, um, Crippin' and Blood is worldwide. Right. The thing about it is, there was base heads everywhere. I think it, I think it was a whole different monster, man. When young black uh, young black men was getting money like that, bro. that's some cold shit. Yeah, I seen it. I seen yeah. it. I don't think they know what we see. Yeah. That's some cold shit, man. I seen motherfuckers buying big house <laughs> quick, man. What they don't know? That's why the federal government put the um the stipulations in from the crack cone era about buying houses now. Yeah. You got to show all that money in this end. man. We both know niggas didn't buy big big things. Big things. Man, motherfuckers driving off the lot and, and big things, man. And um, it really fucked up the black community, man. Because it's just like uh, Mashawn Lynch said about when he had went to, um, when, what, what was that, New England? He's like, nigga, I'm, I'm a young nigga from North Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Ain't never seen no money like that. They gonna act ass, and that's the same shit that happened in the 80s, man. And uh, two things gonna happen when you act an ass, man. Prison or death. It was already hella death because didn't nobody know the level of money that was coming in, but didn't live in fast like that. Oh yeah, you was finna crash quick. Yeah, man. man. Cause what comes with money, man? Power, hoes. Yeah, all that. All that. Uh-huh. The '80s was some other what, shit. What and what? What? What kept me attracted to the to the, the dope game? Once I got cracked my first time, the time that it gave me, I said, oh, it don't give you no time. Uh-huh. It don't give you no time. Uh-huh. It ain't like violent crimes. I seen See? my homies violent crimes. They <laughs> See, I can see all that. Nigga, first yeah. time out the box, they gave yeah. me seven. Yeah. I'm like, hold on. I might, not have, do, all that. Like, I might not have another robbery in me. <laughs> yeah. For real, I got to change well, Hold on, nigga. nigga. You see what he's saying? Nigga, yeah, yeah nigga. nigga. My first stretch with a robbery, nigga. They gave a nigga seven years. I'm like, well, hold on, cuz. Nigga, what's up? Okay, hold on. Your first thing on my mind is easy money. But I'm like, hold on, nigga. They talking about. Nigga, yeah, real talk. I started doing my research. Like, okay, so these crimes carry this much. Okay, I'm going to stay away from that. Yeah. I'm going to stay a D-boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then that's when they start. The war on drugs. Yeah, the war on drugs, and they want to start doubling and tripling your time. The crack cocaine laws. There's no other drug that has its own law. Ronald Reagan, the crack cocaine laws. Yeah. Yeah, that's just that's just a whole other monster, man. They don't even know, man. And and these youngsters, man, I see why they parents be so upset. Like, what's the shit we've seen since we've been in San Luis Obispo, man? Um, some some black youngsters that come out here and they, they parents that did this, that, and the third to get them to Cal Poly, San Luis Obispo, one of the number one agricultural schools in the state of California, and they come over out here and fuck it. Oh, and I don't know what they got. And how many times they have been in a barbershop and you try to lace a nigga's shoes up, man? Way too many times. Man. 
I swear to God, man. Uh, but it's not, you know, I, I really don't feel let down when I see it because I was young too. I, I used to feel let down. I was hard headed. Yeah, we all had to go through it. Bro. We all had to go. I think some of the best advice I've got, man. I'm, and if I don't say your name, don't start taking something the wrong way. It's been from this man, man. The motivation, man. It doesn't have to be in public like praising it. Mike Jr. said, man. A lot of times, my G right here, man. He holler at me, man. And um, it's inspiration, man. Especially where this is at going through. That's why he's sitting next to me. But, appreciate um, that. Appreciate yeah, all the time, man. It's pure though, man. A lot, of, a lot of people do things for um, a status quo, or they look for. Oh, he did this and that, bro. We ain't never been on that level, I man. Ain't, I ain't never been like that in my you life. You haven't, bro. And, and it's crazy, man, to give um, your your chance to speak because I, I want to, you know, you have a different way with words, man. Um, people being attentive to your words, too, man. You know, you smooth with it. I'm more aggressive. I try to beat it in their chest. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The yes. tough love era is over with, though, man. Hard hair make a soft bad. Nah, but that's what I needed, though. Uh-huh. I needed somebody like that. Yeah. That needed him. Yeah, but man, but so, uh, you fight too good. <laughs> you fight too good. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You know, like this, he said, man, you get abused long enough, man, you start abusing shit. And uh, and that's what happened with me, man. And I think if you're not keeping me focused, I'd have wrecked a few times, man. For real, bro, bro. So the, the love is mutual. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's not fake. That's another thing we talk about, man. Um, the 80s, regardless of uh, uh, what we were going through or whatever, it was pure. Yeah. There, wa- there wasn't a homie killing. Remember, we come from the air before homies was killing homies. Yeah. Um, we come from the air where snitches was getting, ooh, then you better not do no telling. <laughs> you, you better not. Nigga, I come from the air where your daddy whooped your ass for telling on your little brother. Like, you go tell her your little brother, like, come here, let me whoop your ass first before I whoop him for what you done told her. But, nigga, I'm whooping you for telling her that nigga. Motherfuckers be figuring out what they can tell on nowadays. What do you mean? That nigga be raising his hand before he do the crime. If I get caught, I'm telling all. Uh, yeah, man. It's crazy. It, 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 it's crazy, man. They can say what they want to say about our era, but that's why I like Fab. My era was dope, man. Um, I think this whole thing is the structure. We can have hella topics, but there's a breakdown of structure, respect, and motivation, too. You know what I'm saying? So, it's crazy, man. Man, we gonna get on it, man. Uh, We gonna switch lanes right now. Uh, What we gonna talk about, man? We both had did some time, man. So, we both gonna hit on something, man, about the pros and cons of it because everything wasn't bad about doing time. I'm just going to keep 100 with you. You know what I'm saying? I, I wasn't that young and, and trust me, there's a lot of habits I still have right now that keep me founded and I'm, I'm going to let my homie speak on his because he come from a whole nother side. We program it but we program a whole nother side you know and that's another issue about us blacks you know what I'm saying? Being separated. Yeah. So we're going to take a little take a little break man be right back on you and we're going to switch reels on you and hit you how the systematic in the 80s, man, it led up. So, bro, a lot of people that got life right now, it came from the late 80s all through the 90s. You know what I'm saying? The late 80s and the 90s, man, it, it, it's some ugly stuff, man. My older bro doing life right now. Man, bless you, man. Get you back. Bro, I love you, bro. So we be right back on y'all, man. We'll take a small small chronic and Hennessy break, man. It's a straight lace chase, no shit, man. You know what I'm saying? And let me brainstorm about how who's DM I'm gonna hop in tonight, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> right back out here this program, nigga. Blow up, yo.
So, man, how we got up or how we left and we restart, like, um, the transition of how the 80s and the pressure, how it led to um, some jail time. Um, me and my homie, we different because I did some juvenile time too, man. Um, um, I was a real fuck up <laughs> at a young age. Oh, mom wasn't having that. No, moms or pops, you know. But they never, they, they never forsake me. You know, moms used to come yeah, get never. me. Moms used to come get me from juvenile. I, I remember the first time I went to juvenile hall in Stockton, and mom slapped the dog. She can't got me, but she slapped the dog shit out of me. I'm saying, and I was, you know, I, I was happy, you know, didn't even have to go get uh, dressed out in a whole knee on. I couldn't you know? even do no wrong in mom's eyes. I could, cause Mike raised Janice, and, and, and Mike told Janice, um, this is a true story. Mike told Janice, you better save your money up. That nigga going to prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, he said it. Real talk, man. Uh, real life story at my kitchen table. My mama could test to this, man. Uh, asking us what we, you know, I come from. All black family values where everybody sit at the table. Ain't nothing yeah, that yeah, in your room, yeah, living that. room, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they asking us what uh, we want to be when we grow up, man. And I said, I'm going to be a gangster. I think Janice fell the fuck out. <laughs> and that's just what I turned out to be. I'm laughing about it now because me and my mom laugh about it because it's a big change. But, uh, so everybody know, man, like on this subject of prison, it's two different stories. And like people know me from San Luis Obispo and the juvenile and out here fucking up. So when you hear the first part, they like, where that coming from? Like, there's a life outside of San Luis Obispo. And that's an understanding why I was so bad when I got here. Like, when I touched down out here and my daddy was out here. It was already set. I was just, I just looked. It was like a playground. Like, and slow. Yeah. In slow. Like, no helicopters. Literally, no helicopters. slow out here. Right. So, for somebody with this type of game, street game, knowledge, and and. Pure savagery, he gonna just go run him up. I, I did, bro. Like run him up. The first family I ran into when I came out here, the Ford family. I'm forever in that family. I love them, man. Love the Ford. Yeah, yeah. respect to the Ford. You know, uh, Mickey, Rayshawn, mother. Everybody don't even know the deepness, man. Um, uh, pillars in the slow community. Yeah, pillars in the slow community. Uh, uh, man, and I was like um, Curtis Ford. PD Ford, you know, there's a lot of old black people in this town with a lot of history. You know, my father and Tommy Miner's father were best friends, so Tommy like my big homie. And Tommy could test to the podcast. I was out of control when I came out here. I was already out of control when my mama sent me out here. And then my daddy, a lot of people don't know, Big Mike was a real gangster. But Mike was a real street nigga. He only had two rules. Either you gonna go to school or you gonna bring some money in this house. Mm. You know, and um, and see, that's the type of stuff y'all see on movies nowadays. Them exact lines been in a movie. But that's real life. But that's real life. That's real stuff we went through. Stuff y'all seeing in the movies nowadays. You know, these cats know when my dad lived in apartment 48 Madonna Road and cooked for the whole apartments. Oh, they know Big Mike. Some of y'all blessed to know Big Mike. Real gang, man. Um, but Big Mike was more of my best friend than my father. I still call him daddy. Uh, me and Big Mike had issues behind him and my mother's issues. You know, there was always love, but there wasn't no respect. But I think he was trying to make up for that and just let me run him up. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I caught my first prison case right out here at San Luis Obispo, man. And they weren't playing with my dog ass. They weren't playing. <laughs> they weren't playing with my dog ass. Before then, I had caught a salt case at a college party, and I was on a joint suspended. So when I catch my robbery, they put it all together and ran it bow legs. They didn't run it concurrent. So I was sentenced mm-hmm. to seven years, seven years bow legging. And um, I turned 19, and the old folks were on the, on the third tier in the three building. Uh, 
Yeah, real talk, man. Uh, but they got they sent me to San Luis Juvenile Hall before it's all pretty like it is now, when it was hella small and um and when my homeboy um, Jesse Llewellyn was terrorizing that motherfucker, you know he had to went to Y.A. That's a crazy thing. He had went to Y.A. and um and I was off the Folsom the day I turned 18. They took me to Slow County the morning on my birthday because I caught the robbery. I was still 17, and um that that never stopped me. Like prison was like a stepping ground, like. Like a yeah. rite of passage. Rite of passage. You know, two things gonna ha- <clears throat> two things gonna happen in prison. Either you gonna sink or you swim, man. Man. Um, so the county jail easy. County jail ain't nothing. And plus, this is San Luis Obispo County Jail. This is Camp Snoopy. Except for L.A. County Jail. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing like L.A. County Jail. If you su- survive Men's Central, um, you can survive any four yard in the state of California. I've yeah. been there too on a transfer. Shocked my mind. Have you been to all these uh, these weak ass county jails? I've been to a few county jails. I've been to San Joaquin. I've been to, uh, uh, what's that, Monterey County. I've been to Santa Barbara County, San Luis Obispo County. I've been to West Valley, which is your, your county. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But um, Men Central, L.A. County Jail, a whole different monster, man. But luckily, by the time, well, anyway, that's fast forward. So back to when I was starting that, man, I was young. And, uh, you know, when I went to prison, man, that shit fucked me up. Oh, yeah. I ain't gonna lie. That shit fucked me up. You know, you have two choices, and my homies told me, man, either you can thug it out with the homies, or you can get up under that Bible. But understand, if you get up under that Bible, man, you ain't gonna have this love and this protection. And it's not even protection; it's just a unity, man. You know, if you get into something, everybody get into something. You know, yeah. and uh, I, man, you already know what I went with. So up. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm Yeah, I'm right front and center the first time I first row. Many of y'all. Where your homies at? Boom. I couldn't even lift. Uh, 150, the homies was clowning. Y'all say, like, oh, you big for nothing now? They put 150 on the bar. The homies die laughing. I'll never forget, though. My homie stay cool. He like, don't worry about it, cuz I'm gonna get you right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, while we even on this structure, man, like, it's a trip because a lot of this conversation is how you guys don't have a lot of pressure. We have, man, prison, it's a, it was some cold shit, man. You gotta understand, when I went there, there was a lot of, um, it was all, a lot of politics. A lot of changing of hands. Um, and when I got to Old Folsom, there was San Diego car, San Bernardino car, L.A. car. The L.A. car is split up like 10 different uh, um, fruitcakes on Christmas because you got Crips, <laughs> Bloods, Compton, Watts, um, the East Side. Um, back then, the Damus wasn't beeping. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, um, but you still have big Damu hoods that were running with each other, like Mafia Lines and right. doing like yeah, that. Yeah, San Diego. Yeah, you had Diego and then Sac. You know, Sac was the first. Uh, uh, the Sacramento Damus was the first Damus I've ever seen respected outside of LA. Oh, yeah. For real. Not taking nothing from being in Damu business, but like the old yeah. part. Oh, yeah. Those are the first yeah. Damus I've ever seen Much respected. Love, out all the time. And then at that time, you know, me being a Northern Red bro, bro. See, that's a whole different monster when I was doing time because we were coming online and, and it was rough. So to even be, not even on a negative talk about prison is, is more so of why I think the way I think now, man. Um, a lot of unity, man. Regardless of where we was at, <coughs> regardless of what we was going through, um, it's the breakdown of how older cats like us, like um, I feel like I let my generation down. Or most of them now, um, I did the most to teach them, but they not listening. But the way I carry myself, I listen to all my older homies, man. Yeah. I did. I did listen to all of my homies, man. Um, yeah. my, um, I, I fucked with a lot of lipers when I was, uh, you know. Oh, damn, yeah, for sure. It's, it's a trip, the structure and the unity, even when we was, like, held back, 
Like one of my homies say, man, they got me physically locked up. They don't got me mentally locked up. And, yeah, and instead of throwing me a Stephen King or Dean's Coop, he sent slid me a self-help book. You know, I remember the first book my homie ever slid me outside of me reading some bullshit. Uh, make me want to holler, you know. And it was just about the, the whole thing about the vicious cycle in the ghetto and, you know, uh, in and out of jail, man. Um, it's been systematically put in place. See, for me, it was not to cut you off, but for no, you me, not we you talk, I talk, we go there. <laughs> for me, it was it, it was a little different because when I grow when I got grown and I started going to the pen, I was back in L.A. County. See, yeah, whole different Boston. So being from San Bernardino, going through L.A. County, I had to defend for myself. I didn't have no homies really, so I had to gain my respect a whole different way. The rough way. The rough way. You feel what I'm saying? But the way I carried myself, though, it already exuded respect, so I got respect. You missed a lot of bullshit the way you carried yourself. Yeah. That's what these cats don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? And then just... Was the, um, not to cut you off, was the, um, was the Blood and Crip module still up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, they don't even know. That's a whole different monster in, in Manson. Yeah. When the modules was up. But shit, I done been all up and down in Central. Charlie Rowe, Million Dollar Row. <laughs> Denver, what they got? Denver, Charlie Breaker, 4200, all the way to what, what they got, the rooftop. They thought that was in Hollywood in the movie Colors when they, they was on the rooftop lifting weights. Man, 2001, the, the riots. If anybody know about the riots that happened on the 9,000 floor. Yeah, all in that. All in that had us on the roof afterwards. Hogtied. Yeah, it was vicious. You go through some way out shit. Prison is a whole nother life. A whole different world. A whole man. different world. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It changed a man. It yeah. changed a man. To this day, I hear certain alarms and I'll, I almost get am. I almost get am. You know the one that gets me? You know when you be at a car dealership or, or Jeffy Lou? That sound. That one. Just like that the activity bell. Just... Or, 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 or the panic button. The panic button. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Get down. I be waiting to hear somebody say, get down. I sleep bad still from prison. I can hear mouth piss on cotton in a church house. Because you also, your um, other sins get heightened in prison, man. Yeah. You know? <coughs> you don't believe nothing you see. That minding your business, though. But everything you hear, like, I, I hear it. I hear it. That's why I, be, that's why I don't smoke no weed no more. Because I get too paranoid now. I think the whole world talking about me. I already think they talking about me now. <laughs> But um, I yeah, smoking too damn long. But you know, but that's not escapism. That is your mind. I just think it got too powerful. I was smoking in a pen, like you know, I was doing everything in the pen. See, that's another thing they don't know. See, prison a whole different life. But we're not glorifying. Let me tell you something about prison. There are unset rules, and they are so easy. If you follow these fucking rules, prison is not nothing. Do not it's believe nothing. these motherfucking books and these movies. You believe man. it? If you carry yourself as a man, first and foremost. That's it. If you mind your business, if you stay with inside your race or your gang affiliation, and leave dope and gambling alone, that's it. That's it. That's it. Hey, but I I play I, I find it with that one line. Though, what? Staying within your race. I did too. I because a, Sam was a bitchful. Man, Sam was yeah. a man. I'm not gonna put nobody out there. Yeah. But if you listening to this, you know who you is. Yeah, man. for real. I, I, I fuck with some there's some solid yeah. woods. 
from Slow County, and there's some solid essays. And not only that, with the black and brown, with the Serranos, you know, there's some solid Serranos up out the 805 that they really fuck with Mike and I'm forever in their favor, man. Man, for sure, for sure. But, um, yeah. you know, there's a lot of um cons to doing jail time. But let me tell you something, man. I mean, structure me as a man. That respect thing is big, man. Um, and it goes deeper as in how I treat women. Um, if you're built on respect from your own household, and then you're respect, built on respect from your gang, and then you go to the prison where every single thing is built on respect, the smallest of disrespect, what you think is nothing out here that you just say, excuse me, can start off a full-blown race ride. Bumping into the next race can, 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 can get you stabbed. Yeah. Um, so when you have these, um, these morals instilled into you, you intertwine them to the streets. That's what a lot of people don't know. Especially when you do multiple times, yeah. multiple bids. Yeah, I didn't did. I didn't did. I didn't go up on it. I didn't did two stretches and multiple violations. I got five convictions, and on that last one, um, I fought life. You know, they trying to strike me out. Well, I came out with a deal, man. I beat up a child molester. Something I got from. You no, know, you guys look at child molesters a certain type of way. I look at them as pieces of shit. Pieces of shit. You know, and at one time there was one running around saying it was a bitch, but like he was a shit, man. I put him in his place, and you know, I just luckily I worked out with God in my favor. You know, the judge said just like this, DA, I am not about to strike Mr. Leach out for beating up a sex offender. What had happened is here, two people fought. One person lost, one person won. Man, go tell your your boss to get that man a deal. Then he doubled back on me like Mr. Leach. Yo, in black and white, you look fucked up. You look very fucked up because you know my juvenile record can't be sealed because I caught. Though what transition he like in black and white you should have been had life but what I'm not gonna do is strike you out for this time that's God's blessing but when we sit here and we talk about it and not to glorify you know your homies and the shit you see on TV it's okay like did you hear me earlier the era I come from it was a rite of passage like you wasn't that nigga from your section if you hadn't hit the prison yeah and we far away from that now ain't nothing cool about prison Nothing. Nothing. A lot of people don't know this, man. When you putting your, when you doing harm and hurt to yourself, you hurting your family. You have basically um, taken away good, precious time that you could have been with your mother or your father. Luckily, I was blessed that I didn't lose my mother and father with all the time out there because that could have easily <clears> happened. <throat> you know, I lost aunties, cousins, men's funerals, and it doesn't trump it, but it did my core family. Mm-hmm. Um. To sit here, you know, me and the homie right here, we have uh, ideas of, it got to be each one, teach one, man. And the difference I want y'all to get from these stories is motivation to never get there instead of glorifying it. Because the people before us, our homies, they glorified it. Like to see my big homies come home with the 26s on the hang and, and, and the long ass Shirley Timbers with the blue rollers in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I had to get at least 21s on the hang. You see, you know, um. They did it even in the video game. Remember San Andreas? Yeah. What's the part where um, CJ, he lift them weights and get them by. I'm trying to get away from that. Uh, I'll never glorify it. You might hear a tone in my voice like, damn, I went through that. That's the motivation to sit here and share with you and to have the, um, have, what word am I looking for? The courage to share with you. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a lot of times, a lot of people might not think I'm not, um, I'm not private. I'm I'm very private, man. Uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I'm a little too private. I think that's why <laughs> I'm so quiet right now. Cause I, 
it's hard for me to, you know, break out of my shell and share my life. But, you know, I've been there and I and I came through it and I'm proud of what I've been through because I'm proud of where I'm at. You know what I mean? A lot of people, society says you can't do a lot of things that I've I've done since I've been home. You know, I made I made that choice my last my last bid to get out and make a change and, and beat the odds. You know what I mean? So now I got I got a, I got a, a couple businesses, not just one business, but I got a couple businesses and a license and and, and a private. You know what I'm saying contractor license, yeah, a license, man. a piece of paper, something I ain't got. You know what I mean? Certification. I, I, I'm going to easy route trying to t- watch me talk about shit. I salute this dude sitting next to me. That's another thing that we got away from, man. C- congratulating other people, other blacks. I don't want, I don't want it to be on a race thing, but you have to be within your own to learn to love other people. Like if you're another race and you sit back and see how me and KB salute each other instead of just being ignorant, because a lot of y'all that's in my section still seen the ignorant big money, and a lot of y'all want me to return to that. But this is the new shit I'm trying to show y'all to see us motivate. Salute each other, no hate, congratulate, and move on. Even if we don't see everybody every day. Yeah, no doubt. And just know, no matter what you're going through and what you've been through, it is better days at the on the end of it if you keep putting your diligent foot forward. You know what I mean? All you got to do is just write it out. Have a plan. Write it out. Put it in the atmosphere. Because the atmosphere is gonna put it, align it for you if you keep walking in the right path. My boy right here, he he living proof. Two striker, and he's sitting right here sharing his life and doing something better, leaving a legacy for his daughter. Trying to, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> it's yeah. going, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. Though, you man. doing yeah. every day, and I salute you. I salute you too, man. And it's not no cap, man. Like to add on to what the homie just said. Sometimes when I'm when I be thinking I'm on top of the world and really the world on top of me, I go back to thinking about no bad day I have on these streets is like anything I had in prison. Man. See what I'm saying? It's Nothing trumping. Uh, and I, man, y'all don't even know. Prison was like a playground to me, man. I didn't, we, they don't even know. Yeah, we we, we didn't we been in there jumping. Yeah, time. you know what I'm saying? Like, but it still don't trump none of the beautiful days I done had out here, man. But yeah, man. Uh, these kids though too, man. We gonna get to that, you know. We gonna get to the change. How at one time I used to go up, I used to come home and tell the little homies, "What you doing out here? You ain't, you ain't went to the st- nigga the stoops." I used to, I used to pump the homies. I come home, nigga. The homies, the homies back there. How nigga talking about? Oh, man, oh man, I feel bad about that. Man. That's that's not the business, man. That's that's not the move. What's my favorite shit? Uh, that's not the combo over here. That's not the move. That's that's what we talked about over here though. <laughs> you know yeah. No, um, but yeah, man, um, it's not no cap, man. I'm not trying to come from a different angle with my podcast. There's a lot of people talking that shit to entertain you or to get out there or to get streams and get views and get caps. And I'm not gonna name drop, but the difference about straight lace, no chase, this shit gonna be wrong and uncut, man. And um, I gotta hit you at a different angle of it, man, because like I said, there's a book I read called The Vicious Cycle, man, and. I think I, I brought KB to the table, man, uh, to be another facilitator to break that cycle. Somebody got to be the sacrifice, man. So right now, I'm here. I raise my hand, you know. Uh, you know, uh, out of all the fucked up shit I did in my life, you know what I'm saying, this got to account for something. 
Because when the Saints go marching in, uh, I want to be in that line. But I got a lot of making up to do. Uh, but that's between me and God. Uh, that's right, for sure. Uh, let me be right, right back at y'all, man. Let me take a little break. End this up. Be right back at y'all. back at it, you know, the second part, we had already talked about the ups and downs, you know, the obstacles, but um, to every um, means got to be an end, and there was a, a sun, a sunlight at the end of the tunnel, man, I think, you know, I'm going to let the homies um, say that, that, I think out of all that pain I endured behind the walls, you know what I'm saying, shit, riot, whole time, um, coming back home, the basic part of it, um, some people that love me, man, shout out to my brother Taylor. My sister, um, Jenny, they gave me some stability. It was the first time coming home, some stability. A place where I can get my thoughts together. You know, rest good at night. That's right, that's right. And, um, and then it was another obstacle. I, you already know, since I've been home, it was, you know, I'm a customer having some bread, and it was a point, you know, a square job, a square job. But um, I'm praying to God, like, Man, God, you better send me a sign or I am about to hop a counter and stick a pistol in somebody's face. And next thing I know, he was doing something that I never do. No, first it was my baby. First it was RJ. First it was, oh, yeah, oh, you talking about the job. That came job. with the baby, yeah. yeah. You know, God gives you what you, um, what you want. No, God gives you what you need when you need it. Not what you want when you want it. And when I was praying to him, I ain't gonna lie to you, KB, I was praying for a plug, um, a case of activists to fall off a truck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, a cool lick, he sent me Ari Jane. You know, I'm gonna keep it 100. Ari Jane in a boat. Ari Jane in a boat. So you see, you see he, yeah, he can't wait for me to speed up to that, man. Once I had Ari Jane, man, um, man, it shocked my world. I'm like, well, I'm gonna have to stop hustling. I'm going to have to stop pussyfooting. I'm going to have to stop flirting with my time and, and death. And I wouldn't got a job. And they was like, man, I oyster farm, the wetsuit. But I was out there, man. There ain't no other job I had harder than that than concrete. But I did it for my baby. Mm -hmm. I was super proud when I seen that. That's, the That's when I got gained a whole different respect for this man. For real, for real. It was on a whole different level than just gang banging. You know what I'm saying? I seen I, I seen the true change. And that's when I was like, it was all worth it. Ira James was a, a real, real blessing for him. Because it, it made it all worth it. It made everything he been through all worth it. Yeah. yeah. Everything. That's, that's crazy. You know, it's always different when you're on the inside looking out and you're on the outside looking in. So to hear this from another man I respect and uh, got a deep love for him, man. It, it, it's crazy. It's bringing me to a whole different thing now. Because it was really automatic, bro. You know? It wasn't no questions, ifs, ands, and buts about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, but it's the same way. I see him get down with his kids, man. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's different for me with my kids, though, because I've been, I've been fucking up so long. Excuse my French, but 
Oh, this is a podcast. We'll cuss it up, cuss up a fucking storm on this bitch. It's straight late, no church. Yeah, I mean, but I've been fucking up so long. You know, what I mean, I was out of my kids' life for twelve years. Yeah, you know I mean, so it kind of broke the relationship with my two oldest ones. Yeah, you know I mean, so now they going through stuff that I can't change because I wasn't there to help them learn how to deal with it. You know, so I'm trying to I'm trying to bridge that gap right now. No. Yeah. We we're not born to be parents. You know what I'm saying? We learn to be parents. If you blessed to be a parent, if you look what's going on in society now, uh selling kids, um, black market, you know what I'm saying? Um yeah. human trafficking. So if you blessed to have one, but it's just your duty to do your best, man. Uh, you didn't heard from like the eighties. The first two parts of this podcast was a lot of negativity or um, bad times growing up. But you see how I'm trying to end it? There's always a light at the end of the tunnel, man. At the end of the day, man, I don't know if you agree, man. Me even breathing right now does not even matter, man. Irie Jane being safe, provided for, and given the proper tools to be better than her father is, that's, that's the motive, man. No, regardless if um, I'm not with her there every day, that's my personal pain. You know, that's between me and her mother. But um, trust and believe, man. This ain't no act, man. That's every single move I do is for her, and I got that from him. That's from real talk, man. You know, he he just talking about how he goes through it, and them are personal burdens. But shit, me and him come from the era when man niggas wasn't even claiming their kids, man. The era of the punk ass baby daddy, man. I got I got homeboys. Got kids that look more than they own self. That ain't my baby. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nigga, nigga, knowing he'd rather shoot dice with the devil than go on more. But uh, that never moved me. You know, that's my child, man. It got to be a better purpose, man. There got to be more people like me and him to, um, I'd rather motivate you and lead you down a straight path than what my older homies did, you know? do it. It's, it's out there for you. It's, it's money out there with your name on it. You don't got to take it from nobody else. It's, it's out there for you to go get it. It feel better when you work for it anyway, man, and the motivation of spending it, man, and setting goals, man. And, uh, if you setting the goals for yourself and you got somebody else you breathe for it, then it makes it even better, the motivation. Yeah, no doubt. And what I'm learning is Write, write everything down. Write everything down. So you can keep everything accountable. Every day, every thought, every move you make. Get you a planner and just write everything Man, down. Man, Wynn told me that somebody that's successful, Wynn from Long Call, he told me to get a planner, bro. Yeah, somebody successful told me this. Mm. A millionaire told me this. So, you know, if she made a million and more made more than one million, you know, I'm going to listen. Yeah, it's gang sharing. You know, when I when I was in a pen and I um, I read that book, um, um, Superhead, um, mm-hmm. Diaries of Video Vixen. One thing from that though, she said when she was dating Exhibit, she said she um, he was the first dude that had a five year plan of what he wanted to do. A five year plan, what he wanted to do in five years. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. And some and some people may not have, they may not be able to see that far. You know what I mean? But that is what you should be setting yourself up for, the five-year plan. But if you can't set up a four- or five-year plan right now, set it. start off small. Start Six off months. Small. Six months. A year. 
I ain't gonna lie to y'all. I can't see probably in a liquor store, but these people around me, <laughs> but these people around me, man, they see the success of this straight lace no chase and um and the whole thing. It motivates me, no cap. Yeah, um, that's just bad. Yeah, I see it. I see it years down the line already. And that and that motivates me, man. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all, man. A lot of shit I got right now, I don't even want it, man. Only thing I want, I ain't even gonna lie to y'all, man. Only thing I want is me and my daughter, man. You know, there's some other things I do want, man. You know. Who don't want uh, female companionship? Who don't want the brand new um, Rolls Royce truck with the suicide doors? Who don't want to not work? You know, that's that's yeah. that's fibrous. But, you know what I'm saying? When you think about it, man, you know, it's a small thing to life. Yeah, I could say that. I just want me and my daughter, just me and her off. But that's not reality. So when people tell me they see the success in the straight lace, no chase, and it can break like that, that's a motivation to keep on going for that. Cause then I can be me and my daughter on a vacation somewhere, you know what I'm saying, fucking it up. And now it means something, you know. I, I'm not good to my daughter in prison. You see how this ends and breaks down, you know? At one time, um, I lived my life reckless as hell. With no regard for my life, the next person's life, jail time, my mother's pain, um, my family's outlook on me, nothing. But once she came into my life, I have a whole different thought. But if I keep that in, and I'll be a true testament of my story, you know my path, and it's called game sharing. You know, we'd be better off. If there were six more niggas like me and KB, we always be right. But a lot of you niggas is hard-headed and think you know it all. That ain't, that's not my issue or my fault. I just think that I'm doing my job if I pass a game on like this, like KB to pass a game off to me. Appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I told you, you like what we gonna talk about. I told you, you talking for an hour, even taking break. It's a, you know, say it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot. And then also, when but you it's get... in there, you know, what I'm saying. But like, this is my first podcast. This is my first chance, even really, you know, getting it all out. So it's a lot in there. We have to do. Hey, he don't even know. I'm lining him up with have his own shit. You know what I'm saying? Because he's somebody I respect. He got to get the gap, man, and he, he can come from another angle, man. That's like a, it's like a, that's like a triangle offense, you know. And we go back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, man. I told you, it's a lot, man. So when you ended it, I'm looking at the time. I'm looking to do some clowning, though, man. I appreciate you um, coming to the table, man, taking out. I know you be a, you got to work early, you know what I'm saying, and take care of the kids, though, man. Yeah, no, I'm off it's tomorrow. Well, you off tomorrow? My son got a, a play. He doing a play tomorrow. What play they doing? Uh, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's probably some more, some more washout shit. <laughs> It was that. just it was just after Memorial Day. It's probably yeah. it's probably something turned down. It he, definitely he ain't did, Alex Haley. He didn't want to do it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah he it ain't nothing. He, he said, "I'm just introducing the plan." Oh yeah, yeah. He probably was acting up, man. But yeah, man. I said I got a couple more minutes, man. So look, man, that's my homie KB and the topic. So y'all already know, man. I'm trying to bring you. Um, I didn't talk to management, man. You know what I'm saying? My, I I, shot, I got a shot him out. Kai, little bro, bro. You know he say he love that. He a real major driving force in this, man. Stay on my head. We had a good week. There's two videos up right now on the YouTube channel, man. Um, hella information on the IG. Um, the podcast coming back to work. Um, next podcast, I'm really going to study for it. We're going to talk about PTSD and the black woman and the black man in the black community, man. When I do this and you listening and I have other um, listeners from different races as a family, and if you know me to the bone, you know I'm not racist, but at the same time, I got to speak on, get right with my people and speak about them first, inside them. Because how can I get right with anybody else if I'm not right in my own, you know? So on the next podcast will be subject PTSD, man. Something I am diagnosed with. 
Uh, after that, we're going to start clowning, man. I think the next video I'll come up, we're going to add some comedy in it, man. Uh, Big Mike, Straight Lace, No Chase, Bachelor. Oh, you got to get a, you gotta get a people that way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm still, oh, we're going to cut down the, um, the clickbait, man, on me um, reporting on the culture, right? So we're going to do a Big Mike top top 10. That should hit you every Monday and Tuesday. That's another thing I got to salute Kyle about, man. I had to put him up under pressure, man. This nigga over here like Martin Scorsese right now, man. <laughs> and these video down at the top, man. But um, Straight Lakes No Chase is a movie, man. Raw and Uncut, man. KB will be back, man. Um, on this podcast, I got an hour to talk, man. I got the Central Coast Top 5. I got an interview all in, man. So, day coming up next, man. That's right. Um, that's long right. haul running around here acting like some real rappers, man. So, I'm going to catch up with them, man. Uh, little balls on you, man. Off top, big key trip. I'm going to tap in and start hitting you on the DMs, man. The merch coming, man. Um, you know, everything coming, man. Uh, shit. I don't know what else. I don't know how many more times. I just want to be rambling. Hold on. Well, you know, before I go real quick, I just want to uh, plug in. Oh, yeah. My business. Yeah, I mean, boy, build cleanup and maintenance. I do everything. I do flooring. I do epoxy flooring. I do garage beautification. So if you need your garage beautified, holla at me. I do also landscaping and anything you can think of that you might need done. I'm a handyman, so holla at me. Jack of all trades. Yeah. yeah, so all you mills out there that want to have a young a dark chocolate, they got their weed whacking for you. <laughs> he like lemonade and blunts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, straight legs, no chase, man. It's a movie, man. Thank y'all for fucking with me and my best all black voice, man. You know, um, Big Mike the play runner. You know, I'm still trying to run white right plays on my one, two steps. Uh, podcast, Twitter, IG, Facebook, trailer. No, uh, the merch coming back up. Man, it's the movie, man. More podcasts, more shit talking, more game sharing, more one-two stepping, more DM banding, man. A whole lot of whatever the fuck I want to do, man. Uh, he is on eyes him, man. The play runner. Big Mike. Mr. Straight Lakes, no chase. Straight like that. Godzilla, the king of the monsters. No action, no gimmicks. Thank y'all for fucking with me. That's What? <laughs>